and this is the Cross Conference Cast. Yay, it's Monday. It is. It is. I had it feels to convince, like Sunday. I had to convince myself of that just now. Um, it is Monday. It's it's only so it's only been really a week since our last episode. This is great. We're doing stuff weekly. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. We feel strong. Uh, how was your week? Uh, it was busy and and sleep deprived at points. How was your week? Uh, my week was fine. Uh, hung out with people at work. I say fine, but what I really mean is bizarre. But only because one bizarre thing happened to me, and I'm going to tell you this now. You haven't heard this story, so everybody's going to hear it at once. And it's not soccer-related, but it was so weird. I have to tell everyone that I meet about what happened, except for my parents, because they won't really get it. (laughs) And they'll just keep asking more questions, which will just ruin the story. Anyway... I have a mosquito bite on my middle finger, and it hurts. Um, unre- that was unrelated. Anyway, what <laughs> happened? Tuesday, uh, everybody at, uh, in the company went out to dinner. Fine. It's our company dinner. I had maybe a couple cocktails and some wine, but I had dinner and dessert. And some people went back home, and I... Uh, decided to pretend that I'm feeling great and I went out for more drinks. Um, <laughs> but I didn't really drink. Somebody had got me a beer um, and it was an IPA, Laguntas. La anyway, it was fine. I wasn't really that into it, so I wasn't really drinking it. We went to this bar. Um, and I will not name the bar because I don't want anybody to judge this establishment based on what happened to me because I don't think it was very common. Um, it was not a bar. It was like a restaurant, restaurant bar, but you know, you, people can be standing around. It's a nice place though. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we were doing. Uh, a bunch of coworkers and I standing around talking, drinking, and there was this couple, um, in the corner. I kind of had my back to them while we were you know, chatting away about life in our houses and stuff. Um, and it's kind of this sort of middle-aged guy was sitting there with his date, who's maybe five to ten years younger than him, uh, Latina, really pretty. Um, and I'm talking to my coworkers, uh, and the guy gets up and taps me on the shoulder. Total stranger. I don't know this guy. Um... And then, uh, and so I was like, oh, he, he asked me, uh, he says, uh, can, can I ask you a favor? And so mentally I'm thinking they want me to take their picture. They're out on a date. You know, <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, someone asks you to take their picture. That's just what happens. Yeah. Um, and he kind of like motions me over to his table, um, and he's like, this is going to be really bizarre. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. I'll take your picture. Whatever. Yeah. And mentally in my head for these few seconds when I'm walking over, the- yeah, no, it's totally cool. I will take your picture. Um, but there was no camera and there was no phone. So then I was like, what is going on here? What? Oh, and no. he pulls out. It sounds like high school. He pulls out a chair that's like of the empty table next to him. And kind of motions me to sit down, but I don't want to sit down, so I don't. So I was just like, ask me your favor before I sit down. <laughs> like, ask me. And so, what do you imagine he says to me? 
Why don't know. This this sounds like like the start of a horror film. It a little bit, but it's not that bad. Here's what he asked me. He asked me, um, "Can you sing a Smith song?" Oh my gosh, that sounds like something out of one of your fantasies now. <laughs> <laughs> and I had had some wine at dinner and a co- couple cocktails and also a little bit of that beer. Uh, I wasn't drunk though. I don't get drunk. I do not get drunk. You know this, that I don't get drunk, that I don't. I know, but I swear, this sounds like something you tweeted years ago. Like, you know, it would just make my life complete if someone just asked me to sing a Smith song. If somebody asks me that, like, I would normally have considered that very strange and be like, what? What are you talking about? Um, But I had had enough that I, like, to drink that I didn't even consider the absurdity of that question. And so I just answered it like, you know... Um, like a, a total regular question, like where is the train station? Is the grocery store that way? And I say, yes, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I can sing a Smith song. Yeah. Who can't, but sure. Um, and for, and for those of you with familiar with my broadcasting experience, I used to do a radio station where I would play a Smith song every week, every, every episode had a, had a Smith song. But so he, he's like, okay, go ahead. Cause my, he's like, my date doesn't know about the Smiths. Can you sing a, a Smith song for us? Well, maybe he shouldn't have been cradle robbing. <laughs> no, she like, uh, she wasn't that young. She wasn't that young. Um, but, I, and there's plenty of people who don't know the Smiths, who the Smiths are. So, okay. I can't like, I just go with my favorite Smith song. And so I just sing it. I sing ask. Which um, my coworker Anne says like was it, is a deep cut, but it's just my favorite song. It's the one that I can remember. I know the words. I know the melody. Um, and so I and it's kind. Of, it's not. A, it was never a single. I don't think it was not very popular. So it's probably the worst song you could have picked to sing <laughs> to someone. It's like it's like it's asking someone to sing a Beatles song and they come up with um, I don't know what. Just like something totally bizarre on, uh, not even revolver, but, like, but something that was never a single, something like, so anyway, um, and I sing it and he's like, okay, thanks. Um, do you know how soon is now? And I was like, <laughs> I was like um, well I do, but I can't really sing it. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like the cure is playing really loudly, but I, and here's what he says. I'm trying to educate my date out of her ignorance. From the Smith song. And I was like, no, mm-mm, you can't say this. So at this point, I'm trying to, like, save him and just try to be nice to this lady who's beautiful. Like, she didn't know who the Smiths are, and that has worked for her. Like, <laughs> it's probably done her more good than me knowing who the Smiths are. I know who the Smiths are. I know a lot of Smith songs. That has not worked out for me. That has not... <laughs> Um, and I'm sorry to all our listeners who expect some soccer. I'm almost done. <laughs> That's insane. Anyway, she, she's like, okay. And I was like, I was like, no, it's okay to not know who the Smiths are. You know, they weren't super popular. It's okay. I'm trying to save him and be nice to her. Like, no, you're not ignorant. First of all, never say the word ignorant when you're out on a date. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. Advice to well, guys. which date it is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, don't do it. Just don't do it. 
And I was like, have you ever seen the TV show Charmed? <laughs> because one of their songs was the theme song. That was their theme song, How Soon Is Now. She's like, no, no, I haven't seen Charmed. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't bust out How Soon Is Now. It's not, it's, it is just not that singable of a song to me. Um, as opposed to ask, which is super singable. Um, anyway, it was very strange. Uh, and he kept, and I was trying to like sort of maybe explain who the Smiths were to her, but then I was like, it's okay. It's more of an adolescent boy thing. Um, and then I try as best as I can to disengage and be like, oh, my friends are waiting for me. We're going to talk about cats. <laughs> like, that's because that's what we were doing. <laughs> and and the guy's like, well, thank you so much. And his date's like, I will always associate the Smiths with you. And I was like, that's kind of a huge responsibility. Um, <laughs> but hopefully you are dumping this guy. <laughs> and he stands up and uh, shakes me, shakes my hand and gives me a kiss on the cheek. And because of my Midwestern politeness, I don't shove him back into his chair. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, bizarre, right? Wow. <laughs> That's like, that is, um, more bizarre than the first two weekends of college soccer play. And that is really saying something. That is something. really saying something. We are going to get to soccer. Thank you for <laughs> indulging me. The story listeners, I just need to tell as many people as possible what happened to me this week and why my coworkers will now never live it. Let me live it down. Um, I was kind of upset that they didn't come to rescue me to make sure that this guy, they weren't very far away, but this guy could have gotten in like four or five knife stabs by the time they got to me. So I was a little upset. Well, unfortunately they were talking about cats and that is, that's no, they were, they were secret. They were like, what is going on over there? What is she doing? They thought that this dude was asking me to be in a three-way with his <laughs> wife. And then um, I was like, nope, no. That, and I explained to them, and they laughed their butts off. And then they thought she was a call girl. Oh. Uh, <laughs> which might have explained, I don't know, which might have explained why she didn't get upset that like he was basically calling her ignorant. Um, she, yeah, <laughs> that would have made sense. Um, no judgment. She was, she was fine. Very polite. Um, seemed to, to, uh, be nice about the fact that his, um, her, her date had just pulled over a totally random girl to <laughs> sing Smith's. And I don't know why I was chosen because of the people there, I did not necessarily look like I really, I wasn't wearing anything that I feel would tip you off about Smiths. There were other hipster boys there who looked like they probably knew the Smith songs. Yeah, I mean, you probably weren't wearing skinny jeans. You do kind of have the glasses. I did have the glasses on. But, I mean, you don't wear a hat. You don't have like a camera around your neck. But I wasn't wearing a hat then. I I wasn't wearing it then. I don't think I I was wearing it. I am stunned. Um, Well, it's a straw hat and it's for reasons. Um, oh, oh! It's not like it's not like me and wearing a base shorts. Yeah, it's not <laughs> <laughs> because you can't wear pants. Anyway, <laughs> that is my personal story. I'm sorry I took up a huge chunk of the show, um, but you know what? I feel like listeners appreciate getting to know us personally. 
And that is very personal. That was incredibly true. <laughs> as long as one stranger gets to know it, just let all the strangers know it. Well, I've been telling everybody, and they're like, what? <laughs> um, and always surprised about the song that I went with. But that's the one that I know. It's the one that I can sing. It's my favorite. It's personal well, I'm, to me. I'm not surprised you went with an obscure one. I didn't mean to. I wasn't being, like, hipster and, like, well. No, no, that's just you. Like, If I could sing How Soon Is Now, I would, but I can't remember how the verses go, especially not when, like, Ian Curtis and and The Cure are playing really, really loudly in the background. Anyway. Okay, okay, can I ask you something? Yes. Can I ask you to do a favor for me? Okay. If, if, um, like, let's say I'm a stranger mm-hmm. and I pull Sometimes you aside. you are. I pull you aside and I'm like, this other stranger who I clearly would never date has never heard a Kelly Clarkson song. Would you please sing a Kelly Clarkson song? Which one would I go with? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is so hard. Like it's because I would not be able to believe that someone hasn't heard since you've been gone. Right. And even if we were out on a date at that point, I would have, you know. I, that would have been it, the end of it. Yeah, you would have cut that off. Cut yeah. that ish off real quick. Um, I probably would go with Since You Wink just because I feel like that one that one jumps out of my heart so easily. Um, I just, I can real it like expresses so much um, about my uh, ennui. <laughs> <And> <laughs> just... Just my general beingness has, and then it, and then it would sag into uh, maps. <laughs> Matt, yes, it would. It would. I mean, let me let me look at my iPod here, and I I don't know. I, well, no, go by going by instincts. What would I go with next? It would not be anything off her new album, though, which I I love. I lo- I, I really do love. Um, uh, it would probably be. This is going to be sound strange. Um, don't let me stop you because that one also, it's, I don't have the range for it, but let's say that I was, I did have cocktails and like two ish glasses of wine at dinner (laughs) and then part of a beer that one, I would be willing to, I would be like, um, I'm going to sing you this song that emotionally I connect with. Um, I would probably, in my heart, want to sing sober, but know that that would not work at that moment. Um, anyway, why would, would I feel like you would request a song, knowing? You, wait, no, because you would be a stranger in this. In right, this right, right. In this scenario, but, it would be a stranger. Okay, let's say that we go out drinking on our upcoming soccer weekend. <gasps> yes, which we will get to at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so if we go out drinking and and we're probably out with one of your capoeira friends mm-hmm. and you're telling them this story for the first time and and of course so I have to jump in and be like okay well I totally have to ask you a favor and it would basically be this all over again except you would actually sing the song and I would probably join in mm-hmm. <laughs> and would- unfortunately no one would be there to record it for our podcast listeners because I have an app on my phone. Drink- that can that can record things
<laughs> upcoming soccer weekend very exciting. There's yes. lots of soccer for us in store for us this fall. Um, you know, not to mention these uh, U20s. Right. Which are playing and being as weird as possible. I yeah. feel like this is the norm for you twenties, and twenty ten was like an aberration. <laughs> like, nope, this is this is a generally not how it's supposed to go. Like, really well and make a lot of sense uh, in twenty ten. Well, I think... Or, no, I'm sorry, not 2010. Um, 2000, 2008. 2008, I, right, sorry. I think 2010 what, was normal. Because I've been thinking about this a lot, and, like, everyone knows how I feel about the 2010 U-17s. Like, mm. they were a godsend, and they were beautiful. They were wonderful. And this is what they've grown up into. Granted, a lot of those players aren't on this team, so, I mean, it's really not the same at all. <laughs> but... Because, um, like, I feel like 2008 is when the U-17 World Cup started. So those are going to be the new U-20s. Those are the kids that, you know, we've talked about this before. Those are the kids that haven't really had the Kool-Aid yet. So they're these very, you know, eager and energetic and enthusiastic and genuine kind of players. And the U-20s... It, you can just see they've got they've got the Kool Aid. They're being force fed the Kool Aid by the coaching staff, and the Kool Aid has really taken over. Like, it's yeah. I mean, I've now explain a little bit more about what you mean by Kool Aid because when I think of uh, young U.S. teams drinking Kool Aid, I think about how they're reading their own press. They know how fantastic each and every one of them are individually, um, and it's going to make them uh, think that they're all wonderful, beautiful uh, fighter pilots uh, that can just um, fly off into the sunset and into the danger zone. Um, right, which is really everything. unfortunate since they're in Japan, and that means that they're going all kamikaze. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and just being crazy. But what do you mean by Kool-Aid? Well, I think that the Kool-Aid has expanded. We now have the full pitcher instead of just the cups. And and so it's not just on an individual level. It's on the team level. Because you look at, at the narrative that's been constructed around the senior team since 2007. And it's like not only do you have the 99ers to live up to, but now you have this whole we can do anything and we can win anything even if we're playing the same players that we've had for the past decade like it's that that team mentality of the the US that you know something is going to happen at the last minute don't worry mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um yeah we'll be magical at the because we we have american mentality Right. Um, They're very, it's like my little ponies. Which, (laughs) which does not get built up, um, from your 17s to your 20s. I'm sorry. That's (laughs) your American mentality doesn't happen within that age group. I don't, I don't believe I feel, I do not feel that. Well, uh, you have to look at what's happened between 2010 and now you had the world cup, you had the Olympics, you had these kids hitting the college scene. Mm-hmm. You had 
all of those 2010s, most of those 2010s dropping off, um, and just, I mean, not that, not that individually, these aren't a bunch of, of 2006ers. These aren't a bunch of 2010s. Like, mm-hmm. you could see the arrogance in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you don't really have that here. It's more of this, this, I feel like I'm watching the senior national team when they're out there. Hmm. And it's just very, um, it's very disappointing. Well, let's go into your first point here. Stupid coaches saying stupid things. (laughs) Um, and you've been on the blog about this, which thank you for that. I've been working. Um, (laughs) Uh, but I like these things that you, you, uh, put on there. I was like, no, that's not real. I don't think that really happened. And then it really did. Oh yes. Oh yes. (laughs) Explain a little bit about which coaches and which stupid things. Okay. Well, CONCACAF is bringing the stupid, like strong and hard this tournament. Um, and it was just. I mean, it was incredible, and if I had if I had missed even like a minute of of the the U.S. game against China, I I would not have even known about this quote because I don't I don't think I've seen it in print anywhere yet. Um, but basically, the commentator was repeating something that Swanson had said, and I assume he had said it to the media um, that his uh, the change in the U.S. lineup for the game against China was not about injury or tactics. It was about getting players minutes. And like even even in totality, that is a really stupid statement to make in your second game of the tournament. But mm-hmm. like you can really you can you can break it down into what he's essentially saying is the players on the field are chosen at random. It has nothing to do with tactics. <laughs> we don't make decisions based on things uh, that we want to happen. Right. Um, it's just so everybody can get some minutes. I feel like the minutes should somehow come before the World Cup. Yeah. Well, uh, and and it's just... I mean, it was crazy because... There's, the team did not do well in their first game. They won. They won very easily. But they didn't play well. And so, you know, the second game of the tournament, you want to secure a win and you want to adjust for the mistakes that were made in the first game. And I feel like this is common sense. Like, I feel like I don't need a coaching certificate to be able to say these things with certainty. Um, you know, you've got three games to play in group. You're in a tough group, and... You're playing Germany last. Right. You're playing Germany last, so you're pretty much guaranteed either a tie or a loss or, (laughs) you know, to be extremely tired. So you you really want to secure your berth in the first two games. Like, I feel like that's what everyone goes in there wanting. If you have any plans to go to the quarterfinals, you want to get that out of the way so that you can have a not not like slack off for the last game but have um that comfort zone and no no swanson decides they're not going to do that 
or maybe Swanson's already in that comfort zone um, and decides to go with Kelly Cobb, who is a great player. Like, n- none of his personnel decisions, like, I'm not complaining because they're not good players. Uh, well, with one or two ex- exceptions. But, like, Kelly Cobb hasn't really played with this team much. She was coming back from injury. But she was she's a really great striker. Um, and she's a nice addition to the team. But maybe not as a starter. And... And at least he was he was smart enough to sub her out um, well before the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But but then he goes and he subs in, not for her, but um, with a different sub. He subs in another forward that hasn't really played with the team and actually hasn't really played, you know, at, at the, the top of the college level. Um, just by virtue of Richmond's schedule not being, you know, I mean, it's not exactly Stanford's schedule. Um, so Becca Wan went in. And and it just, you could tell these players didn't quite fit. And when you're not finishing your chances, that's not the time to be trying two brand new forwards, <laughs> especially when you're playing possession, and possession kind of requires you know, that you have a feel for the people you're playing with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it just mm, did not make sense. <laughs> I mean, there were other bright spots in that game. The defense looked better. Um, Ricaro was in instead of Coleman, and Pathman was able to impact the game differently because the U.S. was playing possession style instead of direct. And... And that was great. But what we really needed was some work in the midfield. And I think it would make more sense to put in a midfielder that hasn't been hasn't spent much time with the team than two forwards that haven't. So, like, he had uh, Swanson had the option of Taylor Schramm. Um, so, I mean, if you want to give someone minutes, maybe, like, change up the position a little. Mm-hmm. But no. Mewis, Laddish, and Shram all stayed on the bench. There were not midfield subs. It was very sad. And the U.S. came away with a tie. Um, so they got a point, um, which is, you know, which is, <laughs> um, which is good because, or not good, because you shouldn't play for points or, um, I don't know. No, no, no. See, the thing is, when you're losing a game, according to Canada, if you lose the lead and you're losing the game, it's just not right to play for the point. It's not right to play to tie it up. Um, okay. Yeah, that seems like a very Canadian thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be polite. They, They got their lead. Um, we shouldn't try and take it back. Right, and that's really the only explanation I have for that coach's comment. Okay, so this statement was in print on the FIFA website. So I was starting to think, okay, maybe just something was lost in translation because, you know, it's coming out of Japan and it's going through FIFA, which is French or Swedish or Swiss or something like that, and and then getting spit back out 
in English and and you know Canadian English is sort of different from from American English so but no I can't figure out what where do you lose like what what got lost in there uh yeah I I couldn't understand that um either well I mean and that I guess not playing for a point um, also means you were playing to not advance, which worked out for them. So maybe that was part of the plan. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like no one told the children that because they seem pretty upset by the, by the loss today and not advancing through. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, and this ranks up pretty high with stupid things coaches have said. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like it's really selling those players short. Um, because it was, I mean, this was a decent team. And, uh, and it, it just, it, the coach saying stupid things didn't work out as well for them as it did for the senior side. So, so, I don't know, where, where do you go with that? Like, as a player, hearing, you know, it would have been wrong for us to yeah. try to, <clears throat> not even just try to tie, like, you know, don't play to win. And Yeah, I didn't understand that. There must have been something lost, because otherwise uh, Canada is just kind of dumb. <laughs> and oh, we don't want to think right. that. Um, we really don't. Yeah. Uh, so next time, Canada, you have two more years. Where's the next U20 Women's World Cup? Oh, it's in Canada. Is it? Yeah. That's so nice. Um, back to Canada. Back to Canada. Uh, yeah. That. So um, maybe... That's what they, they wanted to do, a thing where they're like, we're going to really try to win the U-20 Women's World Cup, and then we're going to try to win the big Women's World Cup, the big <laughs> one. <laughs> and we're going to do that by giving you a great taste of loss now uh-huh. so that you know what to work against should you make the senior squad mm-hmm. in time for that World Here's Cup. Here's an example of what we don't want to happen. <laughs> And we'll just learn from our mistakes. Uh, but um, I feel, which could very well be the case because um, U20s and the the full women's national team for Canada made so many different kinds of mistakes hmm. that, that it's a lot of lessons, a lot of learning. Um, right, well, and oh. the, members, the members of the senior squad have been around for so long that they've had so many tastes of defeat that... Um, you know, they're planning on, uh, at least it seems like they're planning on a lot of these U20s filling in spots in the senior team. So they've got a lot of losing to make up for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of losing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you have New Zealand down here. Um, right. Did not advance, ultimately. But my goodness. Oh, wow. They melted down in spectacular <laughs> fashion. Like... I feel like a lot of people expect New Zealand not to advance, but 
New Zealand put in a really good showing in their first two games. And I think that's what undid them, is they are so used to being the underdogs on the world stage that they didn't know how to handle having the advantage going into their final match. Like, they had the advantage, but they hadn't locked it up. And and Mexico really made them pay for that. Because Mexico's used to playing against teams that are overconfident and think they're just going to skate through. Um, and all it took was one goal from Mexico in that final game of group play for New Zealand to just fall apart. And the frustration was so evident. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen New Zealand like that. Um, and, and even the, uh, there's a quote that I included on the blog, but not in the podcast because it doesn't fit under stupid things that coaches have said. <laughs> um, it's actually very smart, and the New Zealand's coach acknowledges how his team came up short and how they have to. I mean, it, it takes a while to to learn that mentality um, of success against against um, teams that aren't in Oceania. <laughs> so, um, so yeah I mean New Zealand are going to be disappointed and some of them will be headed home and some of them will be headed to their college teams um, but you know what they'll carry with them is the you know if all you need is a tie you play for the win and that way you have your backup plan <laughs> you have <laughs> you have the tie to back you up um, yeah, and I feel like, you know, if you've already qualified, um, then you could take the foot off the gas pedal or not like, not the coach obviously should not, uh, um, encourage, uh, his or her players to do that, but it's kind of hard. I think Bruce Arena said this once when, um, the U S had already qualified for the world cup and was like, well, I can tell them to try to win this game all, you know, as much as I can, but they already know mentally that, you know, they've qualified, uh, if they play really hard, you know, they, they could risk injury, that sort of thing. Um, but if you haven't qualified, I think you still are, or, you know, uh, if you're not in a position to advance guaranteed, I, I, if you're if you're playing against the team that could t- potentially take your spot, yeah, in the next round, then yeah, you want to beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that that seems an unfortunate place to learn that lesson for <laughs> New Zealand, but um, oh well. Uh, at least you know th- their coach seems sane. They had you know. At, at the beginning, it was great. <laughs> like <laughs> things were things were good at the start, um, which is more than I guess we could say about um, Concacaf. <laughs> you know, uh, and and Canada and U.S. Um, except for uh, and but not Mexico. Mexico's fine. <laughs> well, Mexico. I mean, Mexico started off by getting thrashed by Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, but then they managed to bounce back. Whereas Canada and the U.S. had decent opening games, and then 
and then kind of struggled with the second game and then crashed spectacularly in the third game. Mm-hmm. And the difference was the U.S. advances and Canada goes home. Yeah. Because it, at least the U.S. did their bare minimum to take care of what they needed to do to advance out of group before right. facing Germany. Um, I don't feel positive about a 3-0 loss, even if it is in group play. Um, it was you, because we didn't see any improvement from this team. We didn't see any improvement on the field. We didn't see any improvement from from the coaches. Um and it's it's really hard to to kind of lay this all on the coaches, but I feel like more than ever, especially with Swanson's comments, we can lay a lot of this on the coaches. <laughs> like, it's just, it, yeah. There, this is a more talented team and a more complete team than the 2010 team, but. Wow, at least Ellis didn't sit there and say it's not about tactics. <laughs> we could give her that much. We can give her that much. Um, yeah, I I mean, the last time we saw this, this uh, 3-0 loss to, uh, to Germany, it was in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was in the uh, semifinal. Of that of the two thousand four U twenty cup, and there was no stopping Germany. And I, granted, I don't know much about this German U twenty team, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume that there's not a whole lot of stopping them this time around either. They're just going to be like, oh, you guys uh, thought that you know you guys forgot about us, forgot about Dre because we weren't in the Olympics. Um, and we kind of embarrassed ourselves in the World Cup. Well, look. <laughs> yeah. Our children are here to um, just destroy you, uh, which is I, I, it's wonderful. I'm looking at these teams that are in the, the quarterfinals, and it's I think it's... Um, it's really what, strong. Yeah, it's really strong, and the thing is... But the thing is, it's really strong in this age group. If you took, like, the full national teams from, you know, from these countries and then put and said, these are the quarterfinals for, you know, the World Cup. You'd Ooh, be like, they're being up for. <laughs> yeah, how did this happen? Um, and I'm wondering where that gap is coming from, where, you know... Uh, all of these matchups are fairly even. They could go either way, except for Germany versus Norway. <laughs> um, we know how that one's going to go. Uh, but mm-hmm. well, okay, yeah. Actually, I will. Given Korea's, uh, given um, North Korea's performance today, mm-hmm. um, if they don't let up the cruise control, then the U.S. has the possibility of beating them. Um, but if they're on, if they're doing what they did in their first couple of matches, then the U.S. has no chance. They basically, I mean, you've got Nigeria, North Korea, Japan, and Germany. And I would say the, that's your semifinalist right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, that's, it's great. But what, what I'm wondering is, like, why... 
these countries, is it just like a matter of age thing where it's like at this age, it doesn't matter how much development you have. It's just like, are your players physically fit enough to just run around for a little bit? Um, I don't know. Um, well, but South I think- Korea didn't even really qualify for this tournament. They sure. were in fourth place. So eliminate South Korea from the conversation. North Korea. See, that's hard because we do see a lot from their U-20s and then less from their senior side. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll always give like a fight. Um, and then, of course, there was 2007, where they were a little scary. But, like, ultimately, not really. Like, in group play, they'll be really strong for a few minutes. and But as a program, you don't feel that there's anything there. Um, well, and, and then look at Norway. Norway hasn't really had the best showings at the U-20 level the past couple cycles. And, and it's shown on their full national team as well. Right. But, and um, from what I've heard, like, the current U-20 team is supposed to have a lot of promise. Like, quite a few of these kids are on the senior side. And so Norway, you know, has has the opportunity right now, like, and they're showing evidence of possibly building back up that senior side. Mm-hmm. And Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made it this far. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I I really like the the Mexican team. They're so cute, uh, <laughs> and they've got a Bronco. She has scored in all three of their games. Oh, that's yeah. fun! Yay, Huerta! Um, <laughs> um, oh, we ba- we we jumped over kind of. Uh, oh, this no, you wondering if the full women's national team even knows that the U twenty. World Cup is happening now. And I'm sure that they do on some level, but I've never seen, like, no matter what cycle it is, I've never seen the the full national team acknowledge anything about the U-20s. <laughs> like, uh, any year. Ever. Well, like, Krieger, Krieger acknowledged them this morning. Uh-huh. And I, I haven't been paying enough attention to her um, to know whether she noticed their first couple of games or... Maybe this is just because they were playing Germany. I bet it's just because they were playing Germany. <laughs> I'm sure, like, she's friends with somebody who's friends with on somebody's team. Um, and let's be honest, the full women's national team is a little bit old. <laughs> like, well, uh, I think I think Car- Carrie Ricaro. Um, I'm pronouncing. I would not have known Carrie from Kari. Anyways. Um, Apparently, she heard from Tobin Heath, like, after she she talked about how Tobin Heath was her idol in one of the U-20 videos. But I have a feeling Tobin Heath is the kind of person that could that could respond to that without actually learning the fact that there's a U-20 World Cup going on right now. <laughs> no, she knows because she was, um, she, she knows about the U-20s and, uh, stuff. I... Uh, I just, I just think that the they're, I, I don't know. You, you don't really see the full men's national team acknowledging the U twenty, uh, or the U seventeen, uh, World Cup. So it's, uh, I'm sure at least, they'll, they'll at be least some in the U S. Yeah, you I'll, see the acknowledgement in other countries. 
all no of like full national team members being like, oh, I'm so excited for this youth national team or this youth World Cup. I'm sure there will be some later um, in the tournament. Should the U.S. advance, maybe maybe for the quarterfinal, they'll get some you go girls. Right, but I um, guess they're just really just- busy preparing for the celebration tour that they mm-hmm. heard about last week. Canada got bronze, but they don't get a celebration tour. Right. And that's why they've been congratulating their U-20s that didn't advance on their great effort. (laughs) They've tried hard. Um, Yeah. I think there's... I I would have no doubt that the Canadian programs are tied a little more closer. Whereas there's... Uh, I there's not probably a, there's no I will just say there's no um, deep connection between the the U twenties uh, U seventeens and the full national team. Yeah, there's, there's way too much hero worship. There, it's a it's super it's it's super it's a superficial connection. There's no um, training yeah. close it's, by. It's like when when I get hand me downs from like second cousins. I don't know them and they don't know me. I'm just wearing, you know, the same shirt that they did before. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, this is, cannot be a surprise because, you know, Tony DeChico had that beautiful write up, which I don't know if that was purposely really uh, leaked or that was accidental, not meant for public eyes, but it's like, it's clear from there that like, the, the the connection is dead. There was probably uh, a connection in 2002 between. <laughs> there was well, some, and that's that's the team was, they still have the connection to. There, yeah, there was acknowledgement that they're like, oh, these people are really going to have a huge impact on our program. Um, then, but not so much now. Right. Um, and with that happy note, I think we definitely need to take a break. Because I took up the first half of our <laughs> episode <laughs> with my story, um, and we went through the U20s. Oh, well, I guess let's run down the quarterfinals uh, on ESPNU, ESPN3, Nigeria versus Mexico. You're picking Nigeria, but... I would not mind if Mexico advanced. I think really? Mexico... <laughs> I think Mexico can surprise people, and they showed that with with a pretty good New Zealand side that, you know, if you, if you're cruising and you don't put them away, they're going to make you pay Mm -hmm. because they're used to that. Japan versus South Korea. Um, South Korea might as well not be there. Yeah. I don't know what South Korea is doing there. (laughs) Um, uh, North Korea versus the United States. Uh, unless (laughs) the United States, uh, comes up with some, something very surprising, and all ooh, of a sudden they're very like tactics. Like tactics. Um, I don't know. Or if um, North Korea decides to be crazy with it and starts flailing at the beginning, right? Um, they could they could work themselves into uh, some some trouble there. Um, because I would like to see the United States take a very no nonsense approach to a right. game. Any game, like really. not starting Morgan Bryan. That would be a really big step towards a no nonsense approach. Um, and Germany versus Norway. We expect Germany to roll. Right. Um, no so- surprises there. Your semifinals are also on ESPNU and ESPN three, 
and both the championship and the third place match will be on ESPNU and ESPN3. I will be in Portland for that time, so if anybody in Portland wants to help me out with some cable television, um, I don't know what time these are on, so we'll either have to stay up really late or get up really early, which I don't really want to do. Um, So if anybody has DVR... Or, you know, if you just give her access to ESPN3, she can watch it on delay. Oh, that's true. Everybody sleeps fine. Um, Sleeping is the name of the game. Uh, Let's take a little break, and we'll come back and talk about college and the trips that we're going to take. are back with the cross-conference cast. I am Joan. And I'm Ruth. And you're clicking. You're clicking. I can hear it. I, I had to close things. I had to close <laughs> Stanford and Okay. Well, college season is in full swing. We're two weeks, two weeks, three weeks, two, two weeks two. Um, into it. It's crazy. It is. Um... Some crazy things have happened. Right after we recorded, we'll get this out. The Pilots lost 1-0 to Oregon State at home. What the F is going on with that? What did, what did you do that for? Anyway, let's get to these other better better games, more interesting, less painful. Right. Um, Stanford versus Penn State. At yeah. Penn State. At Penn State. Record-breaking crowd for Penn State. And, like... I'm kind of glad I didn't make it to this game. Like, as much as I've been talking about it all summer, um, some big stuff came up, and I wasn't able to make it to the game. Um, But I was able to watch it on TV. And, oh, my God, I needed to watch it on TV because you need those replays. And you you need that mediation because otherwise... Like, my attention would have been all over the place, and I needed someone saying, here, your attention goes here. (laughs) Like, don't be looking at all this other stuff. Um, Stanford looks great. And this was was in the middle of U-20 group play that that this game happened. Um, And so it was very refreshing. Um, You know, you've got these two teams. They've um, They've got players with the U.S., um, and and they really they look so much better than the U.S. These are very complete teams. Um, Stanford looked great. Stanford looked like Stanford with all the passing and the speed and the this, these are the defending national champions. Um, and Penn State looked amazing. Um, it, they got the first goal. They, it, I mean. They they constantly they were a threat. They knew how to handle Stanford, um, and you could tell that they were missing a couple of pieces. But the fact that they very nearly tied Stanford, like it, 
was huge. And it was just so disappointing that they couldn't at least get the tie. Um, not that they were playing for the tie. They wanted more than just the point. Um, but, I mean, Stanford Stanford got the win. They they had the, the final goal off of a Mariah Nogueira header, um, a wicked header. Um, and... But it was just, it was an amazing game to watch. Like, it was so exciting. And there wasn't, there wasn't a single dull moment. There, like, it wasn't a foul fest. Um, it was just really good soccer. And, and two different styles of soccer. Um, and smart choices and promising freshmen. Um, Penn State's Weber looked amazing up front. Um, like, you, Anyone that, that was watching Penn State back when Maya Hayes was a freshman, um, you could tell she had the speed, but she was having trouble controlling it, and that was something she needed to learn. Weber has the speed and apparently has the control as well. So, like, when Maya Hayes gets back and you've got Hayes and Weber up front, this team's just going to kick so much ass. This is a Final Four team at Penn State. Um, and Stanford, Stanford is still looking good, even though they... Uh, they dropped their next game on Sunday to West Virginia. Um, it was a 1-0 loss. They, it was a you know it was a midday Sunday game, um, and Courtney Verlu was out injured. But um, but I, I it's still it's a really strong team, um, and their super awesome freshman is uh, Laura Lytle from that 2010 U17 team, mm-hmm. and. Oh, holy crap, she's amazing out there. Like she she knows what she's doing and and she's quick and she's I mean, positionally she's a defender, but she she helps a lot with the attack. She's like it's like watching um it's like watching a younger Allie Riley. A younger American Allie Riley. Mm-hmm. Um and I was it was just oh it was so so good to see, so good to watch, and then to get to watch some replays of it between today's games. That was that was really good too. <laughs> um, but yeah, best game you'll see all season, and <laughs> most people didn't see it. But <laughs> but trust me on this one, it was a great game. Okay. Really, I'm a little bummed I didn't see it, but um, I, at least that was that was a, a game where uh, you would have expected it to be great, and it was great, and the result is not shocking. It's just good. And nobody said anything stupid. Nobody said anything stupid, yeah. Um, <laughs> other games, uh, UNC uh, Greensboro. <laughs> is that is that who that is? Is that... Oh. I'm, I'm going to have to actually look it up now that you've said that. It is, it is Greensboro. Right? Yes, it's I make, I didn't. I was like, I, I was totally sure when I started that sentence, and then I lost my certainty. Like when I got to the G. Right. Well, yeah. When you were when you were saying Greensboro, you kind of said it like there's a G H on the end, but there's not. Okay. B R O. Boro. Boro. B R O. B O R Anyway, it's Wake Forest. Yeah, quite surprising. These ACC starting to be powerhouses. Um, 
beat by a team that I can't pronounce <laughs> properly. Um, and, and I'm not really sure that they exist. Uh, <laughs> They totally do. Um, Somewhere in North Carolina. Big big upset there. Um, why do we have this order that we have here? Um, I you, think this was... There's just the order that you... Yeah, this is in your head. This is um, in chronological order. I don't know. I don't know what order this is. This is the order that it came this, in your head. This is the order of happiness, I think. Okay. Um, because... I can't talk about the college game without just going right to Stanford versus Penn State. And I feel like that one came, like, right after we recorded. Like, that was the most recent game. Or it's the only one I remember. Anyway, Santa Clara (laughs) beating Cal at Cal. Uh, This was on Thursday, I think. (laughs) uh, I just remember the tweeting. The tweeting about this. It was very exciting um, for them. That's It's wonderful. How do you feel about that? I'm sure you feel good. I, I feel really good because um, Cal is one of those teams that when they play against Santa Clara, I like to keep track of it. Um, sort of like when Santa Clara plays against Pepperdine, I kind of like to keep track of that. Um, <laughs> and and this year Santa Clara beat them 1-0 at their place on the Pac-12 network, which nobody gets. Uh-huh. I um, <laughs> um, I still only get Pac-10 Network, so I'm kind of behind. <laughs> That's rough. Well, um, I guess more people get Pac-12 than the Longhorns Network. So. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote here, I'm like, I'm excited about this, but does, does this mean Jerry Smith will never, ever leave? I don't think that anything would mean that Jerry Smith leaves. Like I don't. No matter how much he screws up, he would never have to leave. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, honestly, can you can you see an instance? He's like the Anson Dorrance of Santa Clara. Like, is UNC going to fire Anson Dorrance? Even though, like, I mean, his team is off to a crappy start, and you know, didn't have a great year last year. If they're not winning national championships, UNC's nothing. So. <laughs> I mean, just look at that, and Anson's still there. Honestly, does anyone even think about UNC when they're not winning the national? I mean, they think about it the way they think about the U.S. women's national team, not in terms of soccer, but in terms of uh, we're number one. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, yeah. Um, No, I'm glad Santa Clara is back. Um being Santa Clara to to, uh, (laughs) having wins (laughs) Uh, um, I think they have more wins than injuries right now oh good knock on wood Uh, (laughs) let's see oh you listed the people getting their their kids back from the uh, U20 Women's World Cup Tennessee, UCLA UNC I think UNC has a Kiwi, yeah. yeah. And then, like, Canadians. a bunch of random teams have Canadians. So, let's see. And down here we have Florida beat Duke and tied UNC, who needed extra time or whatever to beat Montreal, University of Montreal. Didn't know they existed. Right. Well, they're not They're not Are NCAA, they the I think. Oh, they're not in the SEC? Oh, no, no. That would require that they were in the NCAA. They're not. They're not. Well, then what are they doing playing Montreal? 
I have no idea. Maybe they, like, somehow snuck in. I mean, are there really any Canadian schools in... Maybe they wanted some poutine. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good excuse to get our gravy-covered fries. Well, it it was an invitational. I guess you can invite whoever you want. Can I be invited? Are you um, I don't want to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you need to have various colleges under your administration. Hmm. Um, College of uh, kids. I'm sure I could be just as corrupt as a university under the NCAA. Um, Stanford losing to West Virginia University. What is that? That is a case filthy. of the Sundays. <laughs> so filthy. They're kind of, I mean, they're kind of nice, but now they're, what, Gross. they're Big 12, so they don't totally matter gross. in the grand scheme of things. They're the worst. I they went from being really them, important. <laughs> oh, 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 we're on that, aren't we? <laughs> West Virginia? You are never again going to have to drive through that state, though. I, you have these know that. frequent flyer miles. That's true. I do have some frequent flyer miles racked up. I don't have to drive through you, West Virginia. Um, and if you did, you'd bring your own snacks. They'll be fine. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will bring my own beef jerky and uh, these little fruit things that are gummy. How did, how did the mountain people not have beef jerky? Oh, no, I guess I'm sure because they did. Out. They did, but we just didn't bother to go into their stores. After uh, visiting four of them and getting nothing. <laughs> um, anyway, Stanford, I'm sorry that happened to you. you pick, you'll pick it up. You'll pick it up, Stanford. They will. They will. Pilots picked it up. Two win. Two, two oh win against uh, University of Oregon, against the Ducks at home. Michaela Capel got her first goal of the season. Good for you. Yay. One for you, Michaela Capel. Um, Is that the one that didn't goal. go to Japan? Yes. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, this is probably making good out. choices. Yeah, this is probably working out for you. <laughs> working out for the best. You don't miss any classes. Um, anyway, um, I was thinking about the playoffs. Now I'm already thinking about the playoffs and how it was a miracle that the pilots made it last year, and it will be less of a miracle this time, maybe. But I do not think we will. We don't ever get to host anyway (laughs) like even if they're number one in the country they don't really get to host Uh, Um, didn't they host back in like 2005 or six not the first (laughs) like never the first round like if it's if it's like the yeah the i vaguely remember notre dame losing to them yeah they got to host they got to host that one I think that was the last Right. Time. Christine Sinclair oh, no, there was killed the, the Thorlickson's career. <laughs> I, how did that It must happen? have been 2005. No, it was. Yeah. And then they hosted uh, the year that um, they went out the first round. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, okay, we're not no talking about that. No more hosting ever again. Um, I will be going to the Notre Dame game that is on the 7th of Ooh. September. I will be in Portland. Uh for that week i will also be eating lots of food in portland um and if anybody uh wants to also eat food in portland um hit us up we can do uh dinners food trucks um booze 
Um, I will also have some other co-workers who are... And she will she will prepare further Smith songs for any <laughs> I future will, I will be ready with some Smith songs to sing. Um, and every time I say that I tell this story to a different person, they come up with a different song that they... Well, first, that they thought I should sing. Uh, someone said uh shoplifters of the world unite um that one Anne said what uh uh i don't remember what the other one my friend stephanie said but um like sheila take a bow which i could probably have sung that one um anyway (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) losing track of going uh anyway the notre dame game very exciting um, if you don't know uh, any history between these two teams, they don't typically meet in um, the regular season. Usually it's a postseason playoff game full of emotion and sadness for somebody. Um, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> because they are sister schools, Congregation of the Holy Cross, both of them. Um, and uh, one of them's a little bit bigger. <laughs> a little bit more. One money. of them has a football program. Yeah, one of them has a football program. One of them has a movie about their football program that everybody has watched. Um, and that will be a really, really exciting game. I'm really looking forward to it, to my time there in uh, the Rose City. The Timbers are not playing, which is uh, that weekend, so I'm a little bit sad. Um but I'll, I'll, if anybody has recommendations about what I should do, like stuff off the beaten path, they don't have to be dinners. Um, crossconference at gmail.com. Tell me. Tell me what I should do while I'm in Portland. Um, and you suspect that the Notre Dame game will be telling for both sides? Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame is coming in with like this brand new team that Randy Waldrum has nicknamed Baby Irish. They start seven freshmen. I don't think you can nickname your own team Baby Irish. He hashtags it. That's a little strange. Anyway, keep going. But it's you've got seven freshmen starting, and you know there will at least be that many even when the U-20s get back because, um, oh, I guess they, <laughs> they might not be back by that time, but they probably will be. And you'll have Kari Ricaro and... Um, Unless she's, like, horribly jet-lagged, although Portland's closer to Japan than Notre Dame is. Time zones. Time zones are hard. Anyways, so it's a really young Irish team. Um, Do you think Japan and Portland are two time zones away from each other? (laughs) Is that what you're trying to say that you believe? Well, isn't, isn't, you know, isn't Alaska on the West Coast? And you can see Russia from Alaska, which means Japan is... I don't think you should ever be talking about geography. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Santa Clara is in the SEC. That wasn't me. I, I never said that. Um, it wasn't me either, listeners. <laughs> That's, this is all just joking. I know that Japan is a whole ocean away from Oregon. Anyway, two young teams, normally powerhouse, uh, you know, programs, and I I don't know that there will be so much emotion, because it's been a while since the pilots in Notre Dame have seen each other. Right, so it'll, be like, it'll be like it'll be like two puppies meeting for the first time. <laughs> memory. 
<laughs> you put them in the dog park together, and there's all this yapping and running around and chasing. And all of a sudden, you're like rooting for the other dog to get the dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, go get him, go get him. Um, and at the end of the game, you put them on their leashes, you give them treats, and they just lick I'm each other's noses. I'm slowly backing away from this metaphor. <laughs> Uh, because I'm, I'm just going to watch Kit and Cam while you're watching this game. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. It'll be it'll be a really great game. Like the fans, the long term fans will know that there's history here. Um, maybe the, <laughs> some of the students will. I don't think so. But um, it, I am excited. Uh, and speaking of other games that we are going to. We might see a game together. Oh, my gosh. University Yay. of Virginia at University of Maryland. I could not be more excited. I am totally stoked. Uh, I'm embarrassed. So I just said that. <laughs> this is so exciting. Uh, it's been a while since we've been on the University of Maryland campus together. Yes, um, that was uh, University of Maryland versus West Virginia. A pre- preseason game. 2008. Uh, West Virginia was filthy then, too. Right, and you don't put your feet up on the side barriers. You don't? Did we? No, we didn't do that. Other people did. Right. Because they're stupid. Uh, and no flash photography. No flash photography. <laughs> no motorcycles <laughs> after 6 p.m. Uh, <laughs> there's... Yep, that, that will be very exciting. Um, they will definitely have the uh, U-20s back. The, yep. the University of Virginia. <gasps> and we'll see Kylie Torres. <gasps> She's like our best friend, even (laughs) though she called me (laughs) ma'am. Even though she's not Kelsey Davis. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, it's hard to be best friend, like, best friend with Kelsey Davis. That would be, like, we wouldn't even need an episode. We don't, we wouldn't even need episodes. We'd just tweet, hey, look at me, best friend with Kelsey (laughs) Davis. Yeah. Suck it. (laughs) Um, No, that's not something you would say. No, no, no. Kelsey Davis. Uh, anyway, that's the game we'll be going to, and we will maybe try to go to what Loyola. Yeah, we're we're kind of unclear as to Ironing what games. Out details. Yeah, that. we'll be in the D.C. area, but not willing to go to Virginia, like in into the state of Virginia. Yeah, and but we're we're up for a Sunday game, mm-hmm. as long as it's in. Maryland somewhere. Yeah. So we're thinking Loyola. Loyola. Yeah, Loyola is playing against Fairfield on Sunday, and um, we think we might know how to get there. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I have a phone, but I don't know if there's service there, so it could be trouble. Um, Anyway, that's a game that we might go to, and I think it's pretty exciting, right? Uh, I think it's awesome. Um, I mean, this is our; these are going to be our first games of the year together. Have we ever gone to like a regular season college game together? I don't think we have. No, because I was always in school or out of state, and I was. That's true. Because I went. I went to. Let's see. I remember you went to those Portland games. Uh, yeah, I did. I traveled. I drove to Rutgers and then to Penn State to see those games. That was fun. I would do it again, except I would be wiser about um, uh, lodging. Right, and I wouldn't be in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> decisions. Decisions. Uh, anyway, I think that's all we have for this episode. Um, 
Hope Solo's been quiet-ish. Yeah. She hasn't really... She's been on a book tour. I don't really care to watch her on television shows. Um, that's it. That's all. Uh, it is. And maybe we'll talk later. I don't know when the next episode will come out. Maybe well, drastic happens. The I think our next games are going to be the U20s play on the 30th and the 31st. Um... And this weekend is going to be probably too busy to record. Mm-hmm. So maybe next Monday at the soonest. Next Monday. Let's do it. Yes. Anyway, um, thanks everybody for listening if you made it this far. Um, and we'll see you next time. Yay. Bye. Bye. Can stop you from saying all the things in life you'd like to. So, if there's something you'd like to try, if there's something you'd like to 